You're listening to DraftKings Network. Yeah, thank you so much for listening to The Cooligans. My name is Alexis, and I am in the International Pizza Expo in Las Vegas. In the first segment, we talk about that. We also talk about, am I ever going to make it home? I might just stay here because there's a lot of pizza. We talk about flag wars. Or can you even listen to this podcast with that flag waving in your face or a TIFO in front of you? We also talk about a fake gun celebration. Isn't that a much bigger deal than all the real guns in America? It, and more. It definitely is. I'm terrified of those fake, fake guns. Also, we talk, we go over some of the MLS matches. Atlanta, red cards, uh, Vancouver, uh, uh, weird not realizing what the actual call is. New York City against Orlando. How bad does Orlando look? Minnesota against Chicago. How bad does Chicago look? We're concerned for so many of these teams. All this and more today on the Cooligans! Hey, this is Alexi Lawless. There is nobody in U.S. soccer that is more important than the Cooligans. Yeah, baby. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Look at this. Uh, little bi-coastal cooligans. Oh, well, you're not on the coast just yet. Well, I mean, I'm in West Coast time. Okay. That counts. Yeah, but more, yeah. Yeah, more bipolar cooligans. <laughs> well, have we ever been anything but? You know? <laughs> uh, also, this just goes to prove how dedicated we are to this. You know, one of us goes to the other side of the country. We don't skip a week. We're not Max and Herc. <laughs> We're here. There's no reason to skip a week, baby. That's right. We said we have the the our standards are a little bit higher than uh, you know ABC Disney. Yeah, and all the folks there. Uh, Disney doesn't care about you, okay? <laughs> we do. Uh, man, the Cooligans do. <laughs> we we got to redo that that video. Uh, that, yeah. <laughs> that who was it? I love our. I love our gang tactics of like, yo, your family ain't your family. We're your family. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, then we both slice our fingers and become blood brothers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If we're joining a ABC after school special gang, <laughs> that's exactly what we would do. Hey, man, don't you want to be cool? <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. Everyone's doing it. They're listening to the Cooligans. Fuck out of here with those other podcasts you listen to. It's us, baby. I am in Las Vegas right now at the International Pizza Expo. Those of you that are laughing, I will give you a second to finish. Yes, uh, Paul, we, we, we must hold for laughter. Uh, <laughs> yes, uh, Alexis is uh, uh, pizza-ing uh, out, oh, yeah. uh, out, uh, out in Vegas. And once again, flown out. Flown out. Put up in only the nicest of hotels here in Las Vegas. I am across the street from the convention center at the beautiful <clears throat> Spring Hill Suites by Marriott. <laughs> by the Marriott? Not in the Marriott. Oh, yeah. No, no. It's, this was by Marriott. So you know who to blame uh, when you walk I, I in. Th I thought you meant adjacent to the Marriott. Oh, no, I, I would I would probably prefer to be adjacent to it. <laughs> I will say they made it nice. They brought up some chocolates and a, and a free... Uh, you know, sort of to go water bottle, one of those like uh, water bottles that people who like do yoga and shit uh, walk around. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it was nice. You know, little chocolates. It was cute. Like they're trying to make it happen. 
Uh, but, you know, walking in, this looks like, I guess the easiest way to explain it would be like a Las Vegas hooker's locker room. You know what I mean? Like, this is where you know what? they I, go I to know commiserate. I know exactly what that looks like because I've been there plenty of times. Yeah, yeah. You just come in real for the towels, ladies. How we doing? <laughs> How's everyone out there? Oh uh, well, well, cool. Uh, I'm glad you're having a good time. Yeah, we need. We, we're gonna need next week. We'll get an update on uh, on on what what the future of pizza is. Uh, you know, is it is an is an international festival or just or just? Domestic? Oh, this is international. Ooh. Yeah, I was just hanging out. There's a guy I know who owns a frozen pizza company in Norway. Was hanging out with him last night. This is this is the whole the whole world. Wow! This is it. What, what do pizza? What what do people in Norway know about pizza? They, Apparently nothing. Uh, <laughs> their, their their pizza was so bad that they sent the guy to take a couple tours with me so I could show them, uh, you know, some better pizza in New York for them to try to mimic uh, frozen pizza. Uh, their frozen pizza to mimic the New York. He says they're still working on it, <laughs> which lets me know it is not good. Okay, well, it's interesting. It didn't. Uh, didn't Trump say that he wanted more more people from Norway uh, to come? But if they if if this is how they treat pizza, we don't we don't want these people in our country. Can I just say something? Shithole pizza. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? You you got it. Sometimes that just has to be said. Okay, it, it's on everybody's mind. Buddy, I called them like I see them. <laughs> Shithole pizza, okay? <laughs> oh, my God. Is that the title of the episode? It might be. Uh, <laughs> it might I would be. love it. I would love it. So, But listen, even though I'm traveling for pizza, MLS, American soccer, it don't stop. It don't. It can't stop. Exactly. So, uh, welcome to the show. If anybody's listening for the first time, this is we usually get we usually introduce ourselves about five minutes in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, it's pizza talk. It's with pizza. <laughs> well, no, this is still a soccer podcast. Surprisingly, uh, my name is Christian Polanco. My name is Alexis Guerreros. And, uh, and yeah, we host uh, we host uh, we're, we're two stand up comedians who host a soccer podcast, and and it's also it's a pizza podcast, but it's also what Alexis? <laughs> it's the funniest soccer podcast, and the gulliest That's soccer podcast. Very much true. So, uh, yes, a, a, a lot of things to talk about. Uh, with with, with uh, there were a bunch of great games. Uh, you know, the CCL happened l last week after you know we recorded before uh, the games happened, and we we got two out of three MLS teams moving forward. Uh, so we there's a bunch of stuff we want to get to, but before that, we we last week we teased. To to a uh, to a big a little surprise that was uh, that was uh, uh, about to come to fruition. Uh, we we mentioned a little thing we were working on with David Villa, and now uh, we can officially say what it is. It, the the video has been released. Uh, the Cooligans are officially part of the Designated Player Network, which is a a, a new media channel that David Villa has started uh, to kind of show like uh you know a different side of of soccer it may, I, and maybe even to kind of show european people especially people in spain to be like hey the american soccer is is uh is is growing and changing and these are some of the people that can help highlight some of those things that are uh, cool about it yeah i mean the the coolest part about it is one we're going to be working side by side with david Villa. side uh, by side we're, <laughs> so <laughs> wherever he goes <laughs> Go, and okay. that's it. Okay, a goal for David Villa <laughs> is a goal for the Cooligans, so it, it goes uh, in the record books as well. 
MLS is adding a third assist, <laughs> and that is for us every time Davidinho scores. <laughs> In fact, that's why he couldn't be at the game this last week. He was with me at the Pizza Expo. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. This is his life now, and he better get used to it, okay? okay? All right. We, we, we did the whole blood brother ritual with David Villa. <laughs> That's right. Uh, he is now he's now the gulliest uh, player from Spain of all time. He's the gulliest uh, designated player. I mean, that's without, yeah. that goes without saying. So we were excited to talk about it because last week we really – the video hadn't been released, and we wanted that to be the official announcement, and so did they. Um, which if you didn't see it, it was a really cool video. Christian and I went out to the 24-hour game over uh, that NYCFC put up in New York City right in front of 30 Rock, in front of all of our successful friends writing for writing for SNL. <laughs> we were out there pulling sandwiches out of our pockets, <laughs> looking like idiots, doing what we love to do, which is much better than sitting in a cubicle writing a million jokes about Melania. So – uh, what you recall? We were out there playing. Also, uh, they if, if Lauren, hold on, if just if Lauren is listening, I would love to write a million jokes about Melania. To be so I wouldn't, baby. <laughs> You're gonna get soccer jokes, whether you like it or not. The Californian bed sketch, it'll all be about LAFC. Uh, Yo, so I, I'm just saying that would be a great idea, a Californians, uh, but LAFC, and then like you know, take the 405. To the to the three, and then you're in Carson, man. You know that'd be yeah. fun. Be like, how do I get to Carson? Just take the highway, cut back. Everyone else, <laughs> anyway, to get to LASD, <laughs> Bank of Bank of California Stadium. Um, personally, uh, this is big news for us. Uh, we we already talked about this on Twitter. So if you're one of our fans uh, who also follows us on Twitter, you already know about this. If you're one of our fans who doesn't follow us on Twitter, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Some people, they don't use that, uh, you know, they don't well, use that's, that form uh, of social media. Yusuf. I didn't say that. I said, yeah, Yusuf needs to get his ass right. But uh, what I'm talking about are people who don't follow us on Twitter because they don't. They have Twitter, but they don't follow us. That's crazy talk. Uh, I mean, that's, what, that's where all the magic is happening, you know? Buddy, and it's lit as hell. Our fans are insane. And it's a very active Twitter. So if you are on Twitter or if you're thinking about getting on Twitter, one, it's not 2008. And two, get on there and follow the cool group. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, we are super, super excited because uh, hopefully, you know, what, what's going to – we put out this first video. We're going to be doing some content regularly for, for Via's network. And then, uh, you know, the, the plan is to be able to – make some awesome content with with some with some of David Villa's homies, you know? You know, yo Ch yeah. yo Chavi, come through the come through the through our studio. Let's let's talk a little bit. Hey yo Villa, why don't you pick up the iPhone 9 that you have <laughs> cuz you're David Villa and why don't you text the homie Messi? <laughs> I mean that's Tell him take the PJ out to America, do a quick video with the cool again. That's look, that's all we're talking about. Look, we're, we're it's it's uh, one hand feeds the other. That's all. That's all it yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll give you a slice, you give us messy. You see how that works? Yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, and it won't it'll be a messy slice. Uh as, ah, ah there on. we go. Look, look out. I told you we were comedians. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I want to say something to the fans. Just because we've signed on with designated player does not mean we change. The moment Lionel Messi 
gets on this network, the first thing I'm going to do is tell him Argentinian pizza's trash. Okay? <laughs> you need to understand that Fair. Christian and I will never change. <laughs> yes. The first first thing. That's also the first thing I will say to him. Uh, because Did I, you know that people in Buenos Aires eat more pizza per capita than New Yorkers? Uh, no, I did not know that. Well, you know that now, and their pizza is trash. I mean, if, if so many people are eating it, it must be good pizza. How could... Uh, Oh, Domino's is the most successful <laughs> pizza chain in the country. I mean, look. And you want to repeat your 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 statement? <laughs> look, I'm saying I'm just saying the market speaks for itself, Alexis. I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> hey, everyone voted for Trump. Look, look, a bunch of people voted for Trump. You want to repeat your statement again? Anyway, I promise you, this is not a pizza podcast. But what the what the purpose of me saying all this is to say, uh, you know, we don't know what this is even going to look like yet. Uh, we're we're going to be try to be as creative as possible. We're going to try to have as much fun as possible, and. We're going to try to bring you guys the content that you want, right? This is just more opportunities for us to get in front of bigger names and bigger players. You know, we don't have we're not we don't have the backing of a large network or something like a large channel or, you know, uh, you know, rounds of funding. So this is a big opportunity for us. You as the fans should let us know what is it that you want to see? Did you like the Tommy McNamara video? Do you want to see something different? Do you want Christian to show people how to make soylent. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, somebody, what is it that you somebody want? Sh- show me how to do that. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I meant just like mix it up. You know? Oh, how to pre- oh, how to prepare it? Yeah, oh, yeah, sure. That'd how be, to prepare that'd it? That'd be a great uh, eight-second instructional video. Uh, Whatever it is, you as the fans, let us know. What do you want to see? Like Christian and I are are really open about like you know we're trying to just give you guys what you want. So let us know what you want. You know what I mean? Exactly, and also. Uh, don't forget to uh, follow, uh, on, subscribe to the to the YouTube channel uh, for Designated Player. Uh, make sure you do that, and you can follow them on social media channels. Uh, we we posted uh, for all, you know for all of them. Uh, but it, it's going to be uh, an awesome thing for us, and a, and a great uh, endeavor, and it's going to lead to a lot of fun things. So make sure uh, you support that as well. So, Hell yeah. uh, all right, let's uh, let's recap a little bit CCL because now we know who who are in uh, the, the, the four teams in the semifinals. Uh, those uh, those matches are going to be happening in two weeks. But last week we previewed them and now we know who's going to be there. So it's going to be uh, uh, Toronto against Club America and we're going to have the Red Bulls. Uh, against uh, who are they playing? Uh, Chivas, Guadalajara. Chivas. Yeah. So all the Mexican fans seem to think it's going to be a super classical Mexican super classical for the final, which is Chivas versus Club America. And the ones who want that are the Club America fans uh, because <laughs> Chivas is playing pretty terribly in the uh, Liga MX, and they seem to think that they're going to be easy to beat. Which, if you're Club America, you probably they probably are. Club America is very stacked, and Chivas is having a terrible season. Uh, but look, they made it this far. What do you think regarding Toronto's chances of getting past Club America? And what do you think about uh, Red Bulls' chances of getting past Chivas? I, I think Red Bulls are getting past Chivas, and I think Toronto is losing to Club America. That's all right. That's uh, my my prediction. Chivas does, has not really looked good throughout this tournament, and Red Bulls, I would I would say, have uh, and. And Club America is, is unreal. They're too good. They just they they just lost their first game this season, uh, this past weekend, and uh, but overall they they look pretty much unstoppable. So uh, even though Toronto, so are you saying this is a trend? They're going to continue losing to Toronto? <laughs> no, I I think Tor- Toronto has uh, a good. I think Toronto is a better team than the Red Bulls, 
And if if Toronto was playing Chivas, I think Toronto would uh, I would e- easily pick uh, Toronto over over Chivas. But uh, I think Red Bulls are slightly better than Chivas uh, in this tournament. And uh, but Toronto, I, I don't think they can they can uh, withstand what Club, Club America is going to bring. And we saw right in in the match against Tigres, the the the, the, the match that they lost uh, in the in the second leg, they lost four three, but they they tied on aggregate goals, but they went over uh, from uh, on away. The away goal difference. And mm-hmm. that game, uh, especially uh, away, uh, they did everything they could to try to hold uh, hold them off. Also, I think Tigres got. A, a absolutely bullshit penalty uh, that that uh, a handball that was not it was insanely harsh. Uh, so I thought they even though they even though they lost that second leg, I thought th- the ref gave them just uh, too many chances. Uh, it, it didn't seem it didn't seem right. Anyway, uh, yeah, they they oh, even though they uh, they were struggling in th- in those last couple minutes and. I don't know. Tigres is is not as good a team as Club America, so I don't know how they're gonna over the two legs. I don't think they're gonna they're gonna be able to withstand it. Here's the thing: like we talked a lot about last week, or yeah, we, last week we talked a little bit, I should say, about uh, just sort of the values of the teams, right? And Tigres and and uh, Toronto matched up pretty evenly as far as like the overall value of the contracts of the team, as best you know it, because Liga MX doesn't tell you anything about the contracts. Oh, yeah, this guy's getting paid $20,000. Meanwhile, he's driving around a Bugatti. You know what I mean? Like, no one knows. The government doesn't know. They don't want to pay taxes. No one knows the real contracts in League IMA. Yeah, but why you, why, you, uh, why you snitching, bro? Talking about, what are you talking about? What, what's dog, I'm not naming wallets? names. <laughs> I'm not naming names. And by the way, can I also say, League IMA, we will take one of those bullshit contracts, okay? <laughs> Happily. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um <Yeah. laughs> It's like, all yeah, about it. it. Yeah, it's like uh, I make uh, twenty thousand dollars a year, uh, twenty thousand k a year. I got a Bugatti, and I also need, you know, uh, welfare because I can't. Yeah. I just can't afford. Some I of mean, these twenty thousand. <laughs> yeah, what are we supposed to do? I here? mean, I'm living under minimum wage. What are you gonna do? <laughs> right. I mean, you see all this caviar I'm eating. How am I supposed <laughs> to do that? A twenty k. But. I, you know, you look at the values. Tigres was, I think, like a million, one or two million less than the full value of Toronto's uh, team, which historically MLS has never been able to compete, you know, value-wise of the of the players with Liga Emekis because Liga Emekis can spend whatever they want. And, well, we've all uh, mentioned Tammy Gam and all that too many times on this podcast for you guys not to know uh, that MLS is very, very constricted on what it does contract-wise. America brings that old back and that old setting back. America is way, way, way more expensive of a team. And it just goes to show the quality of the players and the depth that they're going to have. They have a quality at every position that I'm not sure Toronto can match with. The one thing I think Toronto might be able to keep up with them is that Toronto is essentially the same team that won the treble last year in MLS. They're a good team. Yeah. Well, that's it. They they also have have, uh, not been winning at all in, uh, uh, in MLS, maybe they should. Because they're bored with MLS, yo. They want it all. <laughs> they're, done, they're done with that league. <laughs> That's it. I'm done. You know, it's like it's like beating a game at the highest level. What are you gonna do? Play it again? You know what I mean? God, God forbid. Yeah, be, no they're fun. gonna start doing. They're gonna be like, how about rugby? You know, <laughs> where we got to move on to another sport. So the yeah. the the other matches. Uh, the other match was between uh, Seattle, the other MLS team that was uh, that was involved. Uh, oh wait, you know what? Before we get to Seattle, I just do want I do want to mention uh, 
Jovinko and how spectacular he was uh, uh, in that game against Tigres because his, his oh, it was incredible. That that second goal really is is what uh, took him over the top uh, and and sealed that victory. That free kick, uh, where and, and I was happy to see Jovinko do this uh, in a Champions League uh, match. I don't know if he scored any other. Uh, free kicks in any other in any of the other matches i don't think he did uh but this was this one was very very important and and to yeah be, in a packed stadium in mexico you know yeah. what i mean uh people and, like can he do it under pressure oh uh, yeah apparently yeah and how i uh, just again with just how incredible was that free kick against Tigres? I mean, he it just pinpoint just so precise again it, it, there's there's no it seems like there's there's no goalkeeper even if you know where he's going which which they kind of do when he when when he's Yeah, he the, almost stopped it. He could have stopped it yeah. if he didn't if he I guess he didn't panic about the post. I'm assuming is no, what happened there. No, well he 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 did stop it, but it was already it, it didn't cross the line yet, but it was already on its way there. So he yeah. he he knew where the ball was going uh because that th- that that top left corner is uh just you know it's going there but one you're not stretch armstrong right you don't you can get your hand there but you're not going to get it quick enough because you have to guard the other post uh because Jorinko can't place it there so it, it, it was he the he made the keeper look clumsy he made him look really dumb just and and the he hit he did get a hand on the ball but it, it bounced up under the post uh and then it went in and I loved more than anything the the, the goal on Univision was awesome because the, the call itself was I love seeing the Mexican announcers being like he he was like uh the the ball he you know the the keeper hit it it, it crashed against the post he's like Golazo go Golazo like he just yeah. this realization of like oh my god this is this is clearly one of the greatest and and I had uh, uh on Twitter I had posted like. Jovinko has to be one of the greatest free kick takers the world has ever seen. I mean, he is. Yeah, you started a bit of a conversation there because think about it. I, you were right. He doesn't get the credit for being a great uh, free kick taker because he's doing it against MLS competition. And there's the perceived thought that uh, MLS competition or goalkeepers aren't as good. Uh, the wall, you know, I guess the yeah. defenders aren't as good. So on and so forth. So he's doing it again, lesser quality. And while I'm sure people in Europe are like, well, Mexico is still not a great league. It is resoundingly a better league than MLS for the most part, or at least the way it's perceived. Mm-hmm. So this is now against better competition in a tougher, much tougher situation in that away uh, stadium and in a high-pressure moment. And he's done it again. Is he not one of the best free kick takers in the world? I, to your point, I co-sign that wholeheartedly. He 100% is one of the top free kick takers in the world it it really does feel like uh every i want to say what like every every year that he's been in the league and especially the last like two years i feel like every i don't know like four or five games he probably gets one free kick goal something like that like it it's the rate is incredible and and uh mlssoccer.com after i had asked ben bear uh, uh, if, if he had the kind of the stats on this, and then he pulled up an old article from uh, uh, Ch- uh, Charles Boehm uh, about this exact thing, and Messi, from a conversion rate, uh, you know, his conversion rate is better than anyone in the world, and he, and he also takes more uh, than a lot of other people. Uh, so he's 
he, I think that I think the bet I maybe was it the conversion? I don't know. I think it based on how many shots and how many made. I think the best is Willian, if I'm not mistaken. But as far as how many how many goals he's actually been able to uh to to make from free kicks and how many he takes, he's I mean he. He has to be the best in the. I don't know. I, I he has to be the best in the world. I mean, it it uh, you everyone can make that uh, the argument about like what league he plays in, but it's it's hard to do regardless of where on earth you're playing. You know, it's not easy to just nail free yeah. kicks like that. The the wall very rarely plays a role in a free kick goal situation, and the keepers are all. I mean, we have some very high level keepers. If the one thing we have in America is we develop keepers. We were sending keepers to Europe before we sent any other, uh, you know, outfield players. Exactly. So, you know, we have we have a capability to stop free kick goals just like everyone else. Um, maybe that accounts, maybe, you know, the, the, the quality or, or maybe the preparedness of the players or something, maybe that accounts for maybe one goal a year. But for the most part, what you're looking at is a pretty even level competition um, across the board. Messi, William. And then Javinko, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we're in the conversation. So, yeah, he, he deserves to be in that conversation. He definitely belongs there. So, uh, so props to them, Toronto. I, I don't think they're going to get past uh, America, but uh, it, it'd be cool. Uh, but I do think we're going to definitely have one MLS team in the final uh, uh, of the Champions League. So that, that's and, cool. and just as a just as a topic, just real quick, as I want to say, like, just think about what that does to a defender. Like, you know, if Javinko's got the ball or if anyone has the ball in the final third, you you have you're a little less likely or maybe you have a split second where you think like, oh, I better not foul this guy because this guy can score from here. You know what I mean? On a free kick. Yeah. But that little bit of hesitation creates a chance for Toronto's entire offensive attack. It gives them an opportunity to be able to score. That's what the power of that free kick ability is. Uh, totally. I mean, they, they I'm sure they take that into consideration very much, especially when they're in the midfield trying to get a foul outside the box. Uh, Javinko gets, he's a player that gets fouled a lot. Uh, you know, uh, I, I wouldn't even be surprised if they like try to try to dive, you know, you, you're more likely to get a foul outside the box than in the, in the penalty box. So maybe dive before you, you're even there. Cause it's almost just as, as likely to score as you're, as you getting a penalty. Yeah, I mean, especially when you have Javinko, it's it's it's. I'm not gonna say it's automatic, but you got. I mean, we're talking conversion rates and shit here. That's how good he is. Yeah, you got to do math. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, uh, yeah, I'm always I'm always thinking about it, like uh, Altador is a bit of a diver, right? Uh, you know, so maybe Greg Vanny's like, yo, you look look who we got, you know, guys. Yeah, roll around a little bit. <laughs> okay, make a, make a scene, you know. I wanna, <laughs> Hold the knee, yell. I, I want to see some tears, boys. <laughs> you got to take some improv and acting classes. <laughs> Let's zip zabs up. <laughs> um, so the other team that did not make it was uh, Seattle Sounders, and they got smashed three uh, nil. This could have been way way worse, but uh, at the at the look, I'll I'll give. Seattle, they went up. They went to this game, uh, one nil uh, up in in aggregate. And uh, and what ended up happening? They they uh, injuries. Uh, uh, Lodero did not play. Um, uh, Chad Marshall uh, injured. Uh, obviously Jordan Morris. Obviously Jordan Morris. But they they had a lot. They had injuries before the game and during. Uh, yeah, Chad Marshall, I believe, had a. Uh, he got hit in the head. I think he got a scar on his. Uh, he got a cut on his eye or something like that. He couldn't see. He was 
it was like a boxer. I mean, it it it, it looked bad. So this, it was hard. It was hard to watch. It, the, the the it was it was rough just seeing the Sounders get pummeled, uh, knowing that they didn't really have the, the their squad that that could have done a, a, a lot better out there. So. Uh, a shame. It was a shame to see them lose that way because I wanted to see them uh, put up a bigger fight. And I also thought, uh, I thought they were the favorites in that match. I thought they would have. Uh, I thought they could have won. Uh, you know, they have to. Maybe if they get one goal, and then play defensively the rest of the game. Uh, but no, they couldn't. Uh, yeah, there was nothing they could really do. Chivas was just uh, was too too strong. It was. It, Chivas came out looking like the Chivas of old. And Seattle came out looking like the Seattle from uh, USL. Sure. I mean, that was that was really – and they haven't really recovered from that. Um, speaking of injuries, I mean, the team is still kind of reeling. Um, and I'm trying to find the tweet now, but somebody posted, has anyone thought – this is after they lost uh, in MLS after that. Has anyone tried turning uh, uh, the Sounders off and on again? Uh, <laughs> super funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, we retweeted it. I mean, they just – this game set off a chain of events where, and look, I know it's all injuries. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, I also did forget to mention that uh, Will Bruin also got injured. So they lost two in Marshall and in Bruin. They lost two key players, they not, and not having Lodero there, uh, they, I they, they were not gonna. There was nothing they could do. I, I, I once that happened, when those once those two players went out. Uh, it was like, all right, this what what are you really gonna do? And then after that happened, there was no. They were just they couldn't even hold on to the ball. Uh, it was just it, it was just it was sad. It was sad to watch because it, it wasn't uh, it felt un- it felt just grossly unfair. But injuries are part of the game. I know a lot of people were tweeting at us saying, uh, you know, Chivas had a lot of injuries and all this other stuff. But it's like Chivas is expected to win with any lineup that they put out there. The Sounders can only win if they have their best players available. So it's not like... Which goes back to the original point we made, which is, you know, America or MLS teams have often lacked the depth because we don't have the cap. So this is where it rears its ugly head. If Chivas with injuries can still field, uh, you know, a player as a backup that's probably a lot closer to their starter in quality than the Sounders can. And you can see the Sounders just don't have that many options up front. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's good. It takes a lot. It takes a lot away when you get rid of, oh, I don't know, 90% of their attack. Yeah, it, it was a, a shame. So what are you going to do? Maybe maybe next year, but, uh, you know, the Sounders are not have not started this season very well. So they, they also have uh, a, a lot of issues. Uh, it, it's weird. The, the, the two teams that, uh, you know, were in the MLS final, Last year, uh, have not won a game in in, in MLS uh, this season. So, uh, hopefully, they can uh, sort some of that stuff out. So, uh, a couple other things happening. Uh, let's let's start let's start with uh, the the recent news that we just heard today uh, uh, that we saw today. Graham Zuzzi. Uh, oh man! If you don't recall, uh, just a couple weeks ago, I think before the season began. Uh, we have you can if you look on Twitter, uh, one of our Twitter moments, you can see uh, all the all the really what we did was was bully. We bully Graham Zuzzi. I mean, the Internet did, but we we didn't relent. Uh, and, uh, you know, he 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 put out that picture of him looking like, uh, uh, you know, uh, just like a, a mega, mega hipster. He looked like King Hipster. Uh, and we made a bunch of jokes about the whole thing, about how much we uh, got at him. We got at him. Uh, and then we find out today that 
he cut his hair. He cut the long hair. I can't believe it. Uh, it, it I don't know what to think. First Beckerman, now Zuzi. Eight a- a- two Zuzi, you know? Yeah, eight two Zuzi. <laughs> uh, when I saw the photo, I'm like, nah, he got a ponytail back there. Like, I just didn't want to believe it, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, it's a nice haircut. It looks, uh, look, he, he looks mad cute. You know, he's looking, he's looking cute out there at Children's Mercy Park. But I kick you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not, it's not Graham Zuzi. It's not the Graham Zuzi we know and love. I, you know, it's funny. I feel like him and Beckerman are trying to, you know, they realize MLS 3.0 is upon us. Uh, they're coming in here. They're trying to get their haircut. They're trying to look like young South Americans. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> they're trying to get paid. <laughs> yeah. Now it's like I look. I wore flannel for a while in the comedy scene. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you know, dress like the job you want, not the one you have. Yeah, that's that's the trend. Yeah, it's uh, I. Or wants to get booked. I'm not. I'm, I'm not Graham Zuzi. I'm. I'm Gra- Graham Zuzi. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, shake. Shake. <laughs> get, get that. He's just eating a pile of grilled skirt steak. <laughs> huh? Yeah. He's drinking a mate. Like, I'm sorry. Did you? <laughs> did you want me to play left, right back? <laughs> no, no. I belong up front. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, which he kind of proved this week, actually. Yeah. That a was, monster goal. That rocket. So. Uh, yeah, look, we're a little, we have to, we sort of have to just adjust, uh, to this new change. MLS is changing, uh, quite a bit, uh, in front of our eyes, but I, I think we'll be fine. You know, all the, all the MLS like vets are, are, yeah, it, it, it it's a, um, you know, it, it's like now they're, they're looking hipper and cooler. Like it's, it's now we, I'm, I, we're going to see Kyle Beckerman skateboarding to work, you know? It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like got to fit in with the, with the, uh, with the Jeffersons of, 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 of uh, MLS. So uh, another thing that, uh, uh, that we, we need to talk about that's going on in Atlanta. Uh, this one, we didn't get to, uh, we we didn't get to it last week because we ran out of time. But there was a there was a, a a bit of controversy, and there was controversy last week, and there's con- controversy this week, which is when when you're an Atlanta United fan and you're on social media, uh, it's it's it comes with the territory. But last uh, last week, uh, two week two games ago, uh, Hector Tito Vijalva uh, Vijalva <laughs> scores scores a goal. Uh, and does a celebration that a lot of uh, people seem to be offended by. I, I don't know. Well, no, I wouldn't say a lot of people seem to be offended by. I think one reporter who's never asked a question about soccer <laughs> showed up and he asked a question about that. The only question he asked was about that. And it's a machine gun sort of, uh, you know, bah, 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 like he's holding a gun, yeah. um, kind of a kind of a, a celebration. Now, is that a sensitive topic in today's America? Yes, absolutely. A reporter asked a question. There was a bit of a hubbub. Oh, we're going to start a hubbub because a guy celebrated pretending he had a machine gun versus people killing children with uh, those guns? Hi, uh, excuse me. Can I have one hubbub, please? Uh, thank you very much. Um, I'd like to cause a hubbub. Uh, wait, is that possible? I don't know if that's on your menu. Uh, but, like, here's my thing. Like, you're asking questions about that. This is a soccer player from Argentina, and also nothing goes more with soccer in Argentina than guns. You know how they get it in in Argentina, okay? <laughs> that celebration was hard-earned. Yeah. Him and his family did not die because of the Barabras. He deserves to do that celebration. <laughs> look, it takes – it, and I look, there was a lot of our fans 
who were on the same side that we are. And I'm sure there's some that are on the other side that maybe we're offended by it. And I, and I, and I feel for those people and I understand, but this is not the guy to ask that question. This is not the person to bother. This gentleman is a soccer player who scored a goal and celebrated the way he wanted. Now, look, if he were to celebrate a goal by pretending this to, you know, hit a baby seal in the head club, a baby seal, all right. <laughs> maybe, what's, what's maybe ask that guy some questions. What's that celebration look like? What's... <laughs> oh, buddy, everyone's thinking about it right now in their head. Uh, and one of the players pretends to be the baby seal. Uh, but <laughs> um, Which we'll call it. Like, all right, maybe you ask him questions. You know what I'm saying? But he's doing something he's done for most of his career. Let the man live. The guy's from Argentina. He don't understand America and its fucked up gun laws. Okay? <laughs> so don't put it on him. Don't, don't, that's, that's, it's 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 unfortunate that that question was asked of him or anyone else because they're not there to defend that. The man is celebrating the goal. Yeah, he it 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 was interesting seeing uh, Atlanta United Twitter react to this. You know, I don't. Uh, you know, I'm not there. I'm not a fan of the team. Uh, and, and but but we get to we have a lot of friends there, and it, and it's interesting seeing. I like I like seeing how many people uh, came to his defense because he was he was sort of forced to apologize about this, and and uh, uh, Tito Yabo was was straight up. He was like, "I how old is he? What is he like? 22, 23, maybe? Yeah. He 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 straight up said he was like, I don't even understand." the state of politics in Argentina and my own country, and I won't even begin to understand them here. So uh, he, he, he just straight up said, he's like, all right, I won't do it anymore. And a lot of people came to his defense. I, I remember seeing a tweet from Robin Seguini, uh, who's, who is, is Argentinian as well. And she straight up said, uh, you know, thank you. Uh, uh, thank you for what you do for the team. And no, you know, we're, nobody's, we're not mad at you. And I, I think clearly the majority we're not, but I, I did like some of the points that people were making in, uh, you know, it, you know, supporters of the team because they were saying like, uh, you're you're sort of ups you're upset that this that this, a player did a fake gun celebration and uh, but are you, are you mad when your when your children play Call of Duty or see a gun on TV or like it's like it's 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 the fakest of all the fakest of guns. Uh, so it's like a weird thing to scold uh, a player about. Uh, but and he did it wrong too. He had two finger guns, and he said that's not how you hold a, <laughs> a rifle. Anyway, sure. One hand had one hand grips, the other one hand pulls. None of them should you have your finger pointed out. Yes. I mean, let the guy live a little. He just held his hand out and shook. And I feel bad that the guy's like, all right, I won't do it anymore. That's ridiculous. I hope he doesn't do it anymore, but I hope the entire rest of the team does whenever he scores a goal. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Uh, just uh, in unison, uh, it'd be beautiful. It, I look, it, it, it's it, for a lot of people. It's like you, the hypocrisy is uh, is very clear because the the same people that are like, uh, uh, you know, that might be like, hey, don't do don't do a fake gun celebration, and then when they see kids marching for their lives being like these kids need to be in school this is such a dumb protest uh in my day we would have <laughs> never walked out of school yeah so it, that that's where it's like a, a little bit dumb and this seems to be one of those like things that is that that that's so politically correct that that it's gone a little too far but you know and also let's let's be honest the, that reporter from what i read had never been to a press conference for Lane united this was an opportunity for a clickbait article. Yeah. That's all this was. They know Atlanta United is hot in town. Okay. They're getting 70 plus thousand yeah. to a game. 
they understand that guns is clickable right now. Mad people are gonna gonna read that article. So what do you do? You put those two together. From a business standpoint, I respect it. I understand what you're doing. But don't expect people not to react when you try to make something out of nothing, like like happened here. Exactly. And on top of that, it's such a clickbait thing that we're probably going to do a video on it, okay? Because <laughs> we also want them views. <laughs> well, you know that, but this is we were talking about this uh, before about like once you once you get a little bit of popularity, you know, Atlanta Atlanta's starting to get a lot of hate. A lot of people not, are starting to not like Atlanta. Uh, and, and and sort of what what they're representing, they're like, oh, they're getting they're too popular, and 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 every they're the the darlings of of Major League Soccer, and now now you get ready, you know, for, they're gonna come after you guys, so you you guys better be prepared, you know. So speaking of that, we it, it's uh, we were joking about this a couple weeks ago, uh, where where it, it, so, some of this stuff is kind of happening to us, where we get we're starting to get a little little negative uh, feedback from time to time, but I it. This, this this was the funniest thing, and this is I don't know if this if uh, I should perceive this as a as a com as a comedian. This is the only way I can process this because this happens all the time. But in you know now ever since the season began, um, we're going to you know NYCFC games and and uh, and we always love being there. But now more people are are starting to kind of recognize us at Yankee Stadium. So it's like happening a little bit more, which is cool. It's always very flattering, but Oh, it's incredible. It, I love it. it. Keep doing it. It's the it's a, it's the best. If you're uh you see us at Yankee Stadium, please feel free to come up to us uh and talk to us. It's always we always appreciate uh you know. And if you're a Way fan, tell us where you guys are drinking or hanging out. We'll come by and say hi. Sure. So, the <laughs> but the, the other uh, it was the, the home opener. Somebody came up to me, and usually uh, at at the games, you know, people drink a little bit, and they're they're having a good time. Somebody came up to me. They were like kind of drunk, and they were like, hey, they were making jokes. Like uh, I was talking to uh, uh, Chris, uh, the, uh, you know, at City is Blue, is a good good friend, uh, friend of the show. And uh, he, the guy came up to me and was like, uh, oh, you're making jokes to both of us. And he was like, oh, you're talking to a famous guy, you know, like uh, and saying, how does it feel to be famous? And I'm like, all right, whatever. I'm nobody. It's no big deal. Uh, and then he's I, I guess he's a little bit drunk. But then he goes, um, you know, he goes, you, you know, man, like I don't really you know, I don't really find everything you do very funny. But like, I appreciate what you guys do. I'm like. Why are you telling me this? You didn't need to say that part at all. <laughs> you didn't. You know, need to say that. that could have just been. I mean, we would have perceived that what you were probably going to say that at some point. We would have felt like, ah, they probably don't love everything we do. But you don't need to confirm that. He for said. Us. He literally said, hey, and I was like, oh, thanks, man. I, you know, cool. You know, it's not for everybody. No big deal. And he's like, no, nah, no, nah, man. It's like it's so cool. Like I always want to rep you guys. You guys do great. But like, you know, it's just like I don't really find it that funny. But like cool that you do it <laughs> so i'm like i don't know what this is i don't know if it's a compliment i don't know what <laughs> i don't know why yeah like <laughs> you're like yo i hate you but i'm a rep hard <laughs> for what you do i think i to me it seems like he's, he likes that we're like doing something like positive for for soccer and like nycfc but like i don't really like it at all but like it's cool well you know <laughs> there's also that there's also that tone which you and i get a lot from people which is the guys that want to be the hardcore ultra slash hooligan kind of fan, they can't bring themselves to admit they laugh at what we do. Yeah, yeah. Because that, they want soccer to be as serious as it is in Margaret Thatcher's England. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. like, dude, you're not leaving a pottery factory 
to go watch your cousins play versus the shoe factory. You got to let it go. Like, dog, you you live in America in 2018. You don't live in England in the 80s and 90s. Just let it go, dog. Yeah. Like that that fan constantly is like, that's the dude who's like, I don't smile in photos. That's those guys. They'll come up to us and be like, yo, like the shit you do, like I get it. Like it's not my thing, but like, yo. For real, I subscribe to everything and I retweet everything. But like for real, like no. I love what y'all doing. Keep doing it. I mean, I'm not laughing. <laughs> no, I'm not enjoying anything you're doing. But like, I rap till till I die. You know. <laughs> Yo, like what you do brings me a lot of happiness. But there's no joy in my life. Punk <laughs> the soccer, so like I don't let the world see me laugh. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, and- I hold it in so hard <laughs> that sometimes. It's hard to poop. You know what I mean? <laughs> and look, like, <laughs> we're not trying to, like, convince those people. Yeah, you know, if you're not into it, you don't want to laugh. You know, like, whatever. But you also don't have to remind us that you're that you're not laughing or you're not into it. It seems it seems wild. Like, the easiest thing. To, the easiest thing to do is we've had people be like, yo, you guys ain't funny. All right. Like what? You think we've both been comedians for over 10 years? <laughs> And that's going to get us? <laughs> you think that's going to hurt our souls? Buddy, not only have we heard it, we say this to ourselves on a nightly basis. You know, yeah, we, like, you know how we, you can't put us down worse than we put each other down. There's, so there's no. no there's, I, I have no respect for it. Christian and I, and I want every fan to not only hear this, but understand this deep in our souls. This is what makes us who we are. Christian and I have both multiple times walked off stage after absolutely crushing, murdering. And we both, the first thing we thought to ourselves was, we're terrible comedians. <laughs> you need to understand that. Out a doubt. I mean, it happens It happens nearly every night where I'm, I'm like, yeah. I, was just, I was just at the stand performing. I had a great show and everything. And I was just like, nah, that, was, that wasn't shit. That wasn't, that's not going to get me anywhere. No, I've, I walked off stage to an a audience member standing up to high-five me <laughs> as I got off stage. And as soon as he high-fived me, the first thought that went through my head was, oh, I can't believe they're still letting me do this. <laughs> this is uh, That was atrocious. <laughs> just really, I can't believe they're setting the bar so low to just let really anybody get up here. <laughs> yeah, this guy's probably a Carlos Mencia fan. <laughs> you know, like that's... That's the thought that went through my head. Yeah. I'm, I must be a hack. Like, you don't not, you, if you don't think what we do is funny, that's fine. Now, someone coming up to us saying, like, oh, I love what y'all doing. Y'all are great. Like, not everything you do is funny, but, like, I love what you're doing. Now, we're going to be sitting here thinking, what didn't they think was funny? <laughs> that's like, now I'm upset. I'm like, okay, well, now, how can I, re, how can I reshape the entire brand? To, <laughs> 100%. To, so that this doesn't happen again. <laughs> think about this. Igor sent us a message simply stating, Hey, I don't really love it when you guys talk about England because or the English league because I love MLS. Uh, and that's really the only ones to pay attention to. And we had a meeting and we're like, yo, should we stop talking about English? <laughs> because that's how much that's a- <laughs> like that little bit, that little seed <laughs> just takes over what we do. Exactly. So, uh, you know, I, we, we, this is for we, we do this for the people who like it. And that that's all uh, that that's the audience. And we're not trying to we don't know who, uh, you know, I, I, my hope is that you you weren't 
uh, you know, crashing a bottle over somebody's head uh, over at the game the week before. But if that's what you did, and then you can yeah. also laugh like, wow, well, you have a lot of emotional range, and that's very impressive, and hopefully yeah. this can help you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we hope that the Cooligans isn't the soundtrack to you just beating up a family so you can feel their scarves <laughs> and take pictures with it. Okay? That's, that's all we hope, yeah. We, don't want, we, don't, <laughs> we just hope that... Our podcast is not introduced as evidence when uh, during the trial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all for beating up a cop in Orlando. That's uh, we don't need to be a part of that at all. Exactly. So, <laughs> all right. So w- one other thing before we we get into some of the games. Uh, uh, another thing, Atlanta related. This was the controversy uh, this this past week, which was uh, ATL flag wars, uh, which which piqued my interest because. Uh, yeah, there were apparently there were a couple people that were upset all of a sudden that were upset at that they they were people waving a lot of flags in the supporter section and that was apparently obstructing their view from watching uh, the absolute route uh, uh, against Vancouver uh, the other day. Then guess what? Somebody said this on Twitter. I'm gonna go sign them, guys. There's seventy one thousand. <laughs> 999 other seats <laughs> yes you can easily move uh somewhere else uh it, it shouldn't be too too difficult uh with, with the with the vast amount of space that there is there i know a lot of people are there so get your tickets early but uh it's it this does seem like such a silly thing to complain about and 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 also a just a um a growing pain of what it is to be an american soccer fan because you know, in in uh, Signal Iduna Park in Dortmund, when they where they also get uh, numbers in the seventy thousands, uh, how many giant flags are waving uh, in in the yellow wall? Do you think those people are being like, oh, I can't, I can't see, I can't see yeah. Pulisic? Uh, Come on! <laughs> no, the the reason you're there in that supporter section is for that exact reason. To you're a part of the atmosphere. You're not there strictly just to be able to watch the entire game. You are now a member of the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. That's you, it. Yeah, you're you're. It's part of the. It's it's like a, a sacrifice, a bit of a contribution to to the other. You know, let's say uh, uh, sixty eight thousand fans that are that are sort of watching that section because the 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 reason. Atlanta United is popular for uh, is as popular as it is, is partly because of that supporter section and that that tifo, uh, the 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 home opener tifo was was incredible. The the incredible, you know, uh, you know uh, the league shall burn and with with the tata like as the devil and uh, and all the all the tombstones with all the different all the different uh, sayings and R.I.P. not a sports town and all that stuff like. Look, that, that's what makes the, the, the team unique and the supporter culture there unique and diverse and uh, and they're doing and they're making it their own. It's going to take some time for, for everyone to sort of get on board and adjust, even though it looks already like that's the case. But you, the, we're, we're going to have sort of issues like this. But yeah, there's going to be a couple bumps along the road. And this is a very minor one. Yeah. Uh, but it, uh, it, again, I, I enjoy and my hope is that uh you know that you know going to Atlanta and, and meeting a lot of people there and and adding to some of the levity of of being a soccer fan and uh, and the supporter culture. The, my favorite thing was how funny everybody was, sort of responding to this person. Nobody was really mean per se, uh, but you know it, it didn't prevent 
that the dude from that complaint from getting roasted all day because you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna make a you're gonna make a complaint like that. You better be prepared uh, for somebody to for, for a couple people to tease you a little bit. Yeah, you're about to get cooked. Like that's it. <laughs> so and the dude got cooked, but it is what it is. Like what I love about it is no one went at him and was like, "Well, fuck you. You don't belong." And blah blah blah. And I think he made the point that the flag wasn't specific to Atlanta United. It was like a personal flag. And I've had situations where people have been waving flags and it's hitting fans in the face. That's a bit of a different situation. It's like of you're not getting, you're not there to take this. What I'm pretty sure is not the cleanest object, uh, you know, into the face constantly. That's not your. That's not why you went to the game. But someone holding up a flag and you not being able to see, like, yeah, that happens. And a lot of times, that's why the flags kind of move around. You know, like people will wave it on the left hand side and then they'll pass it along to a few other people so that it's not just constantly blocking the view of the same people. At the end of the day, you are there to be able to watch some of the game as well. But you have to understand that when you sit in the supporter section, you're now at the behest of that supporter section and you're a part of that that culture and that atmosphere that Christian was talking about. You're now you're part of building that 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 sort of, uh, you know, that that experience for everyone else. If you don't want to be a part of it, that's fine. Go sit in one of the other seats and take and look to your left or your right and be able to watch. Watch some of it unfold. But if you're going to buy a ticket to be standing there and you think you're not going to be – you think, oh, guys, can you put that huge TIFO down so I could watch? No, that's not happening. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, so a, a TIFO comes up and it's like, guys, come on. I can't I can't see. Like that's – it's just a, a – uh, they, they should – I guess for me, I think of it – you know, we sit in the supporter section and there's a sense of, of, uh, of pride that comes with that. To me, it's like, you know – there's a it's a, it's the livest section uh, in the stadium. It is uh, it, it's its purpose is to kind of influence everyone else uh, in the stadium. And and the hope should be that if you're in that supporter section and there's people just casuals that are there maybe for the first time, but they see an absolutely lit supporter section. Maybe there's somebody in there that that is sitting at a seat that's like, oh, man, I'm, I got to come to more of these games because this is this is such an experience that I can't get from any other sporting event. So more, other than, you know, more than just like I can't see that, you know, that one goal. There were four goals. All right. You didn't miss all of them. OK, so you saw that you saw most of the game. So. Uh, th there should be more pride uh, with that as opposed to yeah. And what a great complaint that you missed one of the four goals. <laughs> yeah, there were five goals entirely. Uh, so you you got a good game. So it was worth the the it, it, the ticket couldn't have been more than like thirty bucks. So the nerd. yeah, Rebs fans right now are like, what do you mean four goals were scored <laughs> the whole season? So spoiled these Atlanta United fans. Um, so. Um, so yeah, let's, let's take a quick break and then we're going to get to, uh, all the games, uh, this, uh, uh, this, this past week, not all the games, a couple of the games, uh, that we're going to talk some, cause someone, some of them were so, some nil nil snoozers. Uh, so we're not gonna go too crazy with those. So, uh, we'll, uh, get to those games right after this. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast, but we have a quick word from our sponsors, which is us. <laughs> which is us. So uh, we uh, we have uh, t new T-shirts that are coming out. They're going to be shipping this week. Of course. So uh, you guys are going to be getting them very soon. I know yes. a lot of you guys pre 
pre, uh, did the pre-sale, which was awesome. Thank you so much. Um, we're really excited about the amount of people. And if you do get it, please post a photo of you in the shirt. That's we would right. love to see it. it, it or they are the, the official coolest. I was going to say coolest. Coolest. <laughs> uh, they're probably that, too. Uh, so they're the cool. disease is spread to Christian here in the advertisement. The Cooligans gulliest tea uh, that we're really excited about. We're we, super excited. We designed it ourselves. Uh, it came out great. It's from On the Valley Apparel. Uh, they look good. They feel good. Uh, they make you feel good. Now, look, even though the pre-sale is over and you can't get the discount anymore by using Cooligans, you could still get a discount on other items um, on On the Valley Apparel, onthevolleyapparel.com, using the word Cooligans. Um, but... Uh, everyone else is going to be rocking this shirt. You might as well, too. So go out and, and buy that shirt. It's not only going to make you look awesome. It's not only going to make you look mad thorough, mm. you know, but also you're going to be supporting us. And what's better than that? Yeah. Supporting this podcast that makes you laugh. Exactly. So go to SoccerCooligans.com and click on the merch tab and it'll take you right to uh, the shop to pick up the shirt. What's easier than that? Hi, this is Mike Coscarelli from Anxiety Now. And Andrea Allen from the Hot Mess Comedy Hour. We just launched the brand new OG Podcast Network and wanted to let you know that you can hear ours and other great shows by going to ogpodcastnetwork.com. Also, be sure to follow the network on social media to keep up to date with new shows, videos, and live events. That's at OG Podcasts on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Or you can subscribe to your favorite OG Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, baby, we're back. We are. So, soccer, major league soccer, major soccer. Major, instead of major laser, he should change it to major soccer. Anyway. Well, I mean, he's, he owns the soccer team now, so yeah, he should. That's right. Uh, what, a Phoenix Rising, right? Uh, that's right. So, and we're talking about Diplo if you guys aren't cool. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're listening. Nothing to- cool about being a Diplo fan, actually. <laughs> if you're, I mean, Diplo, major laser is pretty dope. I mean, I don't. Don't don't knock Diplo. He knows, he knows he knows how to make music. I don't know if he's like a douche or anything, but music's pretty good. I've heard some things. Yeah, we've heard some things. <laughs> we heard he doesn't fold his pizza, so can't <laughs> trust him. Exactly. All right. So uh, let's get to some of the games. You know what? Before we start with uh, some of the games, let's start with some of the some controversy. There were there were two red cards issued uh, in uh, over the, over the weekend. And but the first one, we won't get into the game too much because it wasn't it was just another poor showing uh, from Seattle. But I thought, you know, Alexis and I don't agree on this. I thought the the red card uh, handed to uh, Clint Dempsey was very, very harsh. Uh, And uh, but they were playing a Seattle Sounders playing against FC Dallas. Clint Dempsey uh, apparently wants to uh, I guess he ball tapped somebody. I don't know what it was. Could, I, I couldn't really tell. It looked to me. It looked like he was uh, trying to like get somebody like off to get someone off of him, like some who, who was holding on to his arm or wrist or something like that. So he kind of like swung his hand to like to loose to loosen that grip. Uh, and VAR said that he he hit the player. I don't think he did, but that's my opinion. You know, you're saying it, and again, Seattle fans are going to think I'm shitting on Dempsey, and I'm not, because I think this is awesome. I think this is part of that dark arts, you know, that that part of that, you know, Conca Kathy. I mean, the dude learned to play in Nagadocious, Texas with some Guatemalans and El Salvadoran. You know, he learned to play a little dirty, okay? And uh, this is part of that. He's definitely going for that dude's nuts, but it's a, it's a get away from me tactic. It's a slick move. 
you know, now with VAR, and I know I don't think VAR was used in this situation, but, uh, you know, in these situations, you're going to get caught doing these things. But I got a lot of respect for my man for doing it anyway. Look, but a red card is tough to take. Look, I'll, uh, I'm, I'm looking at the a gif of, of the play right now, and I, I, I honestly think he doesn't even make contact. I don't think anything happened. I think that it was— He's doing it with both of those hands, dude. He's doing it with both hands. What are you talking about? No, he's not doing anything with two hands. He has his left arm up. He has his right arm— and look, number f- I, don't, I, I don't know the guy's name, number 15, is clearly holding on to Dempsey's wrist. He's holding on to it. And Dempsey's like, get, he's like trying to be like, get off of me. And he, when he swings his arm back, I don't, I don't see the contact. I don't see how the ref sees this video and says definitively that Dempsey made contact, made violent co- contact with the player. I, I don't see how you give him a red for this. That it, it doesn't make any sense to me. I look watching it. I don't think there's enough. We're both watching the same gif. I don't think there's enough to call a red card, but I could see why you would get one. The hand is going in the direction of the nuts, right? And the other one is coming back to do the same thing with the let. The right hand is hundred percent. He's trying to get his hands off of him. The guy's pretending to get hit way worse than he absolutely did. But the left hand is coming back to also hit the dude in the nuts or at least tap him. Like that's part of like, you can't know Dempsey and not know that, that at the very least he's trying to get away with that a little bit. It's not enough for a red card though. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I, I don't even think it's enough for a foul to, to be honest, but uh, it, 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 it's just the video assistant uh, referee uh, and VAR and just it being in place this year. I think MLS has, uh, done it better than any other league. Uh, I mean, bo- I think Bundesliga comes uh, close in, in close second. But when it comes to how VAR is used, how many, how often it's used, uh, how many times it, it, it really d- delays the game, um, I think MLS has, has handled it better than the other leagues have. But when, to me, a, a player has to be sent off when you are sure, when you are absolutely sure that they did something. This this play and also the play uh, between Vancouver uh, uh, and and Atlanta, it, it, it's to me it's just not enough to send the player off. I understand maybe a yellow, I understand maybe some foul or call or something, but you you have to be absolutely sure. And with these like these fuzzy videos and these fuzzy angles, and you're not and it's not a hundred percent clear. How do you give a red? In these situations, that, that, that's the, the thing that makes no sense to me. Yeah, I mean, the, the part that's most frustrating is like, we, we, you know, the further along technology gets, this is the things that get blamed now for these things. Like the fun about soccer is being able to talk about these moments and did he deserve it, did he not, blah, 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 so on and so forth. But now we keep going to, well, why didn't we watch it? And then you could see for sure. It's like, you know the fun of it to some degree has been taken away. And this is it. What sucks is that he got a red card and it clearly affected, uh, you know, uh, Seattle. And, and this is something that they're going to have to live with. Maybe they can get it uh, cleared after this, but, um, or at least rescinded so he can play the next match. But um, there's not enough. It, there's not enough in there. I think his intention was to hit the dude in the nuts or at least tap him to be like, yo, get off me, son. Cause it's what I would have done. Okay. But I don't know that there's enough 
in that video for you to warrant a red card, even if you went to a VR like situation. And I think that's the part that's frustrating is like you take it out of the hands of the other of the, of the referee. Yeah, it's look, there's I, I'm looking at one angle from from ESPN, the the the, the down the line angle, because this happens right at the top of the box. And at, at that angle, it looks totally like Dempsey's hitting him. But when you look at the angle behind Dempsey, sort of the uh, the video from from the, the like the on the field sideline camera, it it really doesn't look like he's hitting him at all. So uh, I don't know what angle the referee looked at to make this decision. But uh, I mean, look, the FC Dallas player. You sold it. You got to. You got to do what you got to do. I, you yeah, know. props to him. Yeah, you can't yeah. credit. Uh, but whoever number fifteen is on on uh, on uh, FC Dallas, good for you. Yeah, it, it just he did. He you know he he did uh, he did the right thing. I think in any any other player probably in that situation does does the exact same thing. But yeah, it's just a shame uh, because Seattle. Look, they're they're already having a, a tough time. They're, they they just lost in CCL. Uh, and they couldn't get, you know, they couldn't write the ship. So, what are you gonna do? Uh, there'll there'll be more it, when it's Clint Dempsey. There's gonna be more issues like that. Hopefully, um, they they appeal it. Maybe you know he doesn't have to miss the next game. But you know, when you have Clint Dempsey on your team, that that's one of the that's one of the risks you take. You know, he's gonna draw the ire of the uh, of the. I mean, he ripped up, uh, you know, a ref's uh, notebook. Yes, like, dog, right. you're going to keep paying for that. <laughs> yeah. To the day you retire, uh, <laughs> it's going to be an issue. Um, okay. So let's uh, let's talk about the game I, uh, I just mentioned. Atlanta United against the Vancouver Whitecaps. Uh, and, and again, this, this was the, the big point of the game. Uh, th- that red card. Also, to me, not defi- it's, it's not clear enough that it was a, an intentional violent elbow uh i i think you know it's a it's a it was a it wasn't a corner it was a a free kick and you know that everyone's kind of going for the ball look it's one of those things understood in soccer where like during corner kicks during free kicks like the rules get a little they get a little gray uh when it comes to how much contact there is there's a lot of shirt pulling uh there's a lot of this there's kisses on the neck uh, oh my god <laughs> there's a lot anything of, can happen anything can happen you're gonna uh, get ravished <laughs> <laughs> so be prepared for those things uh kendall watson again to me didn't look like he was swinging his elbow violently uh at at uh gonzalez Pires. but v- varg looks at it again and says it's clearly a red card uh it's like that play wasn't even as much fun as Kendall Watson's reaction. That was yes. by far. Kendall Watson was – because his reaction was uh, – th- this is also an issue with, with uh, video system referee where after the, after the call is made, depending on what the, the hand signal is, like depending on where it is and the hand signal, it's not always clear exactly what the referee is deciding. Because sometimes they point to the spot and that can mean a penalty. Sometimes they point to the spot and that can mean uh, it was offside. They can point to a spot and it can mean that 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 is where the free kick will, will be taken after the foul. So Kendall Watson, after the after the referee made the call, he started clapping. And he was actually happy. I think he thought that uh, Gonzalez Perez 
uh, got a foul or, or, or got either a card for diving. And then so he was smiling and he was applauding the referee for for making a good call. And then then he realized he's like, oh, no, this is a red for me. And then he started going after the referee. He looked like he had to be kept away from uh, from the ref uh, by by his teammates. By the way, what was it, uh, Maud or Maraud, uh, the player who first came up to Waston to try to stop him from getting at uh, the uh, officials? Waston throws him <laughs> almost <laughs> completely out of the the frame. Waston's a big, big man. Uh, that's why I, it also seemed like that's, that was part of it when uh, the foul happened to begin with because he's just bigger than a lot of other players, so he's going to – you know, he's taller. So I think the elbow just reached uh, Pires just like it was just incidental contact. I didn't think it was on purpose. But and and some people I remember last uh, season during the playoffs NYCFC Colum- uh, against Columbus when uh, Alexander uh, Collins had this Collins. Had this just <laughs> I mean, deliberate elbow, like almost from the top rope. Yeah. Are you bringing that up? Well, I'm bringing it up because, again, to me, and and I'm not just saying this because I'm a fan of the team, but it didn't seem like it was just like it was. It didn't seem intentional. It seemed incidental. So uh, that not that that means that you don't get a red or whatever, um, but Watson seemed way less bad than than Collins did. Uh, last season so I don't it, it, it was just odd to me it just again it was just another call similar to the Dempsey thing where I'm like I, with all these blurry angles and it's just like not clear I'm like how do you how do you definitively say that it's a red card you know like it, it to me it was one of those you know when there's an aerial challenge and both guys go up for the ball and you you kind of your natural motion is for your elbows to kind of come out and sometimes somebody you know somebody gets caught with that elbow they don't get red cards for that so why why give a red card for this? Because it didn't seem like he was doing it intentionally. But that's my opinion. I mean, look, I it looked like it deserved a red card. And um, here's the thing. You have to protect the player. And, you know, the idea of your hands being in a natural position, it doesn't make sense if you've ever played the sport. If you've ever jumped, you throw your hands up for that extra leverage. It's a natural thing you do. Um, and I only know that because I remember as a child I jumped once. Uh, never again. Uh, uh, why? I mean, you were. Why you, go through the physical activity? You, you were, know, I, you were hospitalized for six months after that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know my family was. They were in <laughs> shock. They're like that boy. That boy did what? <laughs> um, but uh, I the I, you know, <laughs> I con you. Van a romper el piso. Which we call it. Like I remember, you know, I when I jump, I you know, even on the soccer field. You, you throw your hands up to get that leverage and it's like, what, there's no, there's no way, what are you going to jump up, pretend and be like a dolphin? Like, you know, with your hands at your side, like river dancers, there's no way to do it where your hands aren't, to me, that's a natural position, but you can't allow that. And you have to at least protect the other players because they're not wearing headgear. And if you take an elbow or anything to the head, you could get messed up. You can end your career. And on the other side, if you're a player and you feel an arm hit you in the side of the head while you're there, you fall to the ground and you hold your head. That is part of the deal of being a soccer player is that you get to do that. So all those things happen. What do you do? I get where Waston was coming from. Yeah, clap because I yo he faked it. It wasn't that bad of a hit. He should get a red card. And I get the surprise of it being turned around on you and it's you with the red card. I get all that. That said, 
all of that to me seems pretty natural and things that have happened before. I guarantee you that exact situation has happened to Kendall Watson minus the VAR. Exactly. So, uh, well, regardless, you when when you are at, at the bends and you are down a player, you are not going to have a very fun time against Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta, they end up scoring four goals. Uh, Joseph Martinez with a hat trick. Uh, he probably he probably should have had four. There was one a header that he missed, uh, just literally by just centimeters. Uh, the a couple of interesting things about this game. Look, when when you know once once the red card was issued, you know Atlanta's uh, kind of gonna go off. But they it's not it's just because a team is down a player doesn't mean it's it's necessarily easy to score. Uh, you know, uh, four goals on them all of a sudden, but. Atlanta's Atlanta. Uh, the hat trick was impressive, uh, but I was more concerned with Almiron. Miguel Almiron has been this season in just what three games has been missing absolute sitters. I don't know if he's he's psychologically something's up, or maybe he's thinking about Europe a little too early. He's missing so I mean just easy shots inside the six yard box that he all he has to do is tap in. He he missed it last week. Uh, from the cross with Martinez, there was a, a cross from Villalba that he, all he had to do was just tap in, uh, and then he, and he hits it wide. Uh, I know he did get a goal uh, last week, but just he seems a little off, and and I'm I'm a little concerned uh, for the Paraguayan. Um, I having him in my fantasy, uh, <laughs> it makes me a little scared, and I think that they should move the continental tire sign to right behind goal, because that seems to be what he's aiming for. Uh, <laughs> just wide of goal. It's a little frustrating watching him play, but look, if you're telling me that your most expensive purchase in MLS history is not playing, uh, your second best player isn't up to snuff, and you're still winning by four goals, three or four goals. Yeah, ah, uh, you're doing pretty good. You but know what I mean? Especially after that first loss. I mean, they 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 seem to have corrected a lot of things. They seem to be a, a little bit more organization. Nagby looks like more like he's he's fulfilling that role uh, a lot better. Uh, it seems like everybody's more uh, focused on uh, playing defensively. I know I know now they're they're doing the three five two, uh, and uh, and. Oh, was it with three five three five two or three five one? I don't remember. Anyway, regardless, uh, a couple players are finally looking really good, and 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 seeing uh seeing Escobar play as well as uh, as he has in, in these last two games, and also Julian Gressel. Julian Gressel, I, I would argue, might be the their their most important player right now. He's really which I was about to ask you. Yo, are they better without Bartko? Uh Julian Gressel's playing at a level where. If you're a really good coach, you don't sit the hot hand. Is there a hotter hand right now on that team than Gressel? Gressel, again, proving that last year was not a fluke. He looks amazing. Yeah, he does look great. I, I, I think the, I, I, after that, that loss to Houston, the, the importance or, or maybe just the, the focus to, to have Gressel play a little bit more defensively, uh, and, and it, you sort of see that. He, he's He's – uh, attacking the ball uh, and attacking defenders uh, uh, much better than he was in the, in the first game, but it's it's leading to uh, uh, great chances for Atlanta. So I don't know. I, I don't know if um, look Barco. You have to put him in. He he costs too much money to not put him in. There, there's no. There's not. There can't be. There can't be too much of a de a debate there. But uh, at least Gressel's making. He's making a strong point of why. 
why he belongs in there. And maybe and maybe my concern is that when Barco's in, I my worry is that it's gonna make Atlanta suffer defensively. So and if that's gonna be the case, uh, then then Gressel has to has to you know get in there before uh, uh, before Barco. But I can't. I don't know. I don't. I don't think Dada is that guy, and I don't think any of the others. Uh, you know, people in the front office are. I don't think Eels would ever say it, but I think we all know. You spend that kind of guap on a player, you need to start that player. You can't. You can't throw how many bags at Independiente and then not exactly. You know what I mean? Not start them. I mean, it's going to be. It's either going to be uh, Gressel or McCann. Uh, because they're they're on the wings, but I, it, the based on how Atlanta is playing, and uh, it's it, they they play three four one two, so they they would have to is Bar- if you get rid of McCann, are you comfortable with how uh, Barco plays defensively, or or are you changing the formation? And I think they would have to change the formation for Barco. He's he's a he's a fairly small dude, but he he's tiny dude. You got to go three man back, and you got to hope that uh, what was it? Who who did they slide up? Laurentowitz? Yeah, as the DM. Mm-hmm. You would have to hope that he can cover all that ground. I just here's my thing. Until Julian Gressel gives you a reason, and like I hate to say that you're lucky that Barco's injured right now, but like let him recover slowly. Let him take his time. He's a big investment. You don't want to rush him back on anyway. And until Julian Gressel gives you a reason to not play him, this is the lineup you go with. Yeah, they they, they, they right. look great. Yeah, I mean there's a they, uh, there's a lot of chemistry there, uh, and, and and it's great seeing. Uh, I mean it's just say, great seeing Julian Gressel play. Uh, so well and be be a part of the attack as 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 much as he as he has been. So uh, yeah, I'm sure he can't move his hips like those other guys they brought in. Oh, but the kid got some skill. Oh, I mean, <laughs> he's probably very German. You know what I mean? <laughs> would, love, would love to see uh, what what the locker room, what music is played, and what the what their merengue skills or cumbia or vallenato, like what you know do do some of the do some of the German players, you know. Uh, what is it, Kevin Kratz and Gressel? Do they get in? Do, do they try to shake them hips a little bit? Did you just say Bayonato? Jesus Christ. You're, really, <laughs> you're going to make – our fans are going to be Googling hard body right now. Uh, <laughs> you're pulling in fringe, fringe <laughs> Latin music. We're going uh, for them. Uh, buddy, this is our fan base. Uh, I would be – I would just, pay hey, here's, here's, a lot of money to watch Julian Gressel dance a cumbia. <laughs> that would be great. Uh, anybody listening who's never heard uh, – uh, about vallenatos. Vallenatos are basically ba- ballads. They're kind of uh, they're like South American ballads. They're like they're, they're like bachata for like Dominicans, right? Uh, if you wanna, here's a recommendation. Look up uh, uh, los in, los in, los di, los di, diablitos uh, del vallenato. Very very good. Uh, so th- that's just that's just for the two people that may or may not look that up. Yeah, and if you do have a uh a uh, significant other or anyone you man or woman expect them to both cry and get wet at the same time <laughs> sure it's uh i mean it's a very unique kind of music that can only do that so uh <laughs> also in, in this match uh andrew carlton uh props to him getting his uh first minutes of the season and getting his first assist in major league soccer and looking incredible they just I hate to say they have too much talent, but where are these? Where who's getting minutes? Who's get? There's not enough minutes in a game. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Joseph Martinez wants to play 180 minute games so he can score hat tricks and not 
go home feeling like a failure, um, which he is the comedian version of a soccer player That's exactly. where he's doing well and he still walks away thinking he failed. He hates himself. Uh, yeah, Atlanta United fans are like, hey, Joseph, you're great, but like, I don't know why you didn't score nine goals this game. And he's like, oh, my God. I've really I've let my family down by not scoring yeah, my yeah. Goals. I don't deserve these legs. <laughs> He's just yelling. Uh, Cut them off, Doc. <laughs> get them out of here. I'm a disgrace to my people. Uh, he uh, the the soul inside him wants to score. I wish they played 180 games, uh, 180 minutes, because I want to see Andrew Carlton really, really develop. And and this begs the question: Should he move to Europe? He clearly, clearly has the skill level. I don't know what he's like on a day-to-day basis. I don't know what his mentality is. I don't know what his maturity level is, if he can handle it. So I'm not talking about that. I mean, he does He does have a top knot, so I don't know how responsible he is. He also takes he pictures. He's like, he's mad swaggy on the internet. Like, I don't know how else to put it. Like, okay. he, talk, he talks that talk. It kind of feels like if he wasn't for the photos he posts of him, you would think like Travis Scott took over his uh, Twitter account. <laughs> Uh, and his Instagram account, That's funny. Uh, which which I look, he's from Atlanta, so he just got that swag. But like, what is what is his ability to play in Europe? Looking at him, watching him play, watching the way that Tata Martino uh, looks at him, look at watching the way that the other players sort of the level that they hold them at. Um, and with the level of confidence they have in his ability, it makes me think like he could. How shocking would it be that he would get more playing time in Europe, and again, maybe not in a, at the level, like comparable level to what Atlanta is within the MLS or within MLS, I should say. Uh, maybe not like that. Maybe it would be like a Bundesliga 2 team or a, a team at the lower end. But I feel like he would get more playing time there. The kid's got a ton of skill. He does have a lot of skill. I, I, I think watching him play, I, I would say he still looks – he looks little. He looks small. I, I, I think that's – I think they're still waiting for him to like – for his body to physically mature. Because uh, he, he, yeah, are we waiting for Maxi Morales's body to physically mature? I mean, come on. <laughs> no, but even that, Maxi takes, uh, he takes a pounding. You know, he gets beat, he gets fouled a lot, he gets beat up a lot, and it, it takes a little time to sort of get used to that. Because Maxi can handle it. He doesn't, he doesn't always just like fall, uh, uh, get pushed off the ball. He's, he's good. He's technically sound enough that he can get pushed around a little bit from bigger players. Uh, and, and still keep the ball. I don't know if Andrew Carlton is is there yet. I, you know, I, I I've watched him play the, the the most minutes when he plays when he was playing for the U the U nineteens I believe the U eighteens uh, in in the in the World Cup in the U eighteen World Cup right. And he uh poised uh, composed. He's he's a he's a general out there. But that's amongst players that are. Uh, of similar stature. I don't know if he can just do that yet against uh, men. I mean, look, full grown men. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. And and the the goal that Vancouver scored was because of a turnover from from Andrew Carlton. It was a, it was that that long ball and and, and uh, Eric Hurtado. Uh, I mean, it was an incredible goal and and the fact that he he caught up to the ball and Parkhurst couldn't catch up to him and everything. But that happened because Andrew Carlton lost the ball. So. It, it, it's not um, – I'm not saying, like, whatever. They were up four goals anyway. It's not that big a deal. But they uh, – it, it, it's still that, – that's the only thing I really noticed uh, out of him. I know that there's always the play your kids, play your kids. But if you also are, are of the mindset that MLS is a physical league, then the play your kids argument sounds a little strange because it's like, well, they're going to get – the kids are going to get beat up, and they might not be able to handle it. 
Yeah, I mean, and that's going to happen, but that's part of the development. I mean, I'm not saying you throw them to the wolves and you make them an everyday starter, um, but the kid deserves way, way, way more minutes. And look, he's going to have to learn to play against tougher competition, bigger competition. Yeah. Let's say he doesn't. Let's say he doesn't develop that much more physically. Like, what are you going to do? Never play him? You know what I mean? Like, never, you got to throw him in there. At some never point. play him. Go be an accountant, Andrew. You're done. You're too small. <laughs> Yeah, it, we're we're, we're going to end up being like those, uh, you know, those uh, those parents that said uh, that didn't want their kids to do tap because it was like, you're never there's no future in it. You're too little. <laughs> <laughs> and then they become like just a Broadway star. <laughs> and it's like, well, my my parents always told me I could never make it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it was a uh, look. Atlanta's Atlanta. And, and, and it's good to see them finally playing like Atlanta United as opposed to Minnesota United of, uh, of 2017. So let's talk about, let's talk about Minnesota United real quick. Uh, they, they won their game against Chicago, uh, two to one, uh, Minnesota, uh, is, I, I, I've been genuinely impressed. They've looked pretty, pretty good. Uh, they, they, they seem like they have a, a you know, a bit more composure they, and, and, they're playing defensively much better and and much more sound that they, than they were last year and it, and it's leading to and, and some some of those big stops are leading to uh you know being able to get those three points that were so elusive last year well i would like to congratulate them for being above 500 in their record for the first time <laughs> in mls history in their mls history yeah they uh where are they sitting at right now in uh in the table, they are second uh, behind uh, behind LAFC. They have uh, got to feel good. Yeah, they, uh, they you got to feel good that they're in second place. But clearly, they still don't know. And I mean that on the field, like they're not their playing style isn't as. I feel like this isn't what Adrian. This can't be the style Adrian he wants to play. But they're finding ways to win, and to some degree. Look, their stadium isn't here yet. They're playing on a, on, you know, uh, Minnesota U- University or whatever Minnesota College. I don't know what's what it is. University of Minnesota. It's clearly not their field. It's a it's a it's a college football field. Uh, it's not perfect. They're finding ways to win. And at the end of the day, until they get their own stadium and everything is settled, and the owners decide they actually want to spend some money on this team, that's probably the best they're going to do is find ways to win. Well, the, the 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 rumor right now is that they they have put in a bid for uh, Darwin Quintero from uh, Club América, right? Um, which is huge, which and we, I know he's on the outs at Club América, which is that's the perfect time to pounce on them if you're an MLS team. Yeah, so it, it, this would be huge. The uh, Darwin Quintero, if you don't know him, I don't know if you ever if you play as any MLS team on FIFA. A lot of times you get uh, when you're playing online, you get paired up with people that pick Liga MX teams and uh, uh, Club America is one of the more popular teams. I always play against Club America and Darwin Quintero is the always the fastest guy on the pitch. He is small. He is elusive. He's a, I mean, he has a cannon uh, for a foot. And uh, and so I know uh, based on the game, based, based on his FIFA rating, he's going to. He's going to increase the quality of Minnesota United uh, uh, very, very much. So, uh, but no, but if, if you haven't seen him play, he's great. Uh, I believe he's Colombian. Uh, yeah, he's Colombian. And uh, uh, so, if, if they do make this move and it does happen, go up front. You know, 
it, it, they're going to be a real, real threat. I, and I, it seems like, uh, you know, who's you, Christian Ramirez usually up front. Um, I Quintero is probably a wing. Uh, he'll probably re, re, as a starter, he'll probably replace Sam Nicholson, uh, and or maybe maybe Ibarra. I don't know if he if he plays the number ten. But but overall, this for this game, uh, I I was more concerned with Chicago than I was proud of Minnesota. Chicago is looking terrible. Uh, they they even in, even in the games that they are scoring goals defensively, uh, they're looking really really bad. They're not getting basically anything done. Um, they I mean they were last what was it last year? They hadn't been in the playoffs I think in like four or five years, and then they finally got back. But more than anything, it looks like um, this is th- th- their their defensive woes are the thing that they have to like sort out immediately. Yeah, I mean, Chicago has moments where they look really good, but there's just not enough of them because there's so many more moments where they look really, really bad. Yeah. And what? Well, I, uh, I was gonna say go the, the the loss of uh, David Ackham, I think, is is the thing that's that that's taking away that offensive threat that's putting more pressure on Chicago defensively. Yeah, I look, I I look at the way they're playing, and I say this clearly isn't a finalized team. Uh, there's there's some things that need to be done here. Um, I don't know what they're waiting for. I don't know if they're, they're, you know, I haven't been watching close enough to see if they're doing like line, uh, you know, formation changes and, and, and tinkering with the lineup. Um, but you know, they went, they went almost all in on last year and it kind of didn't work. I don't know. I know Dax McCarty signed a new deal there. I don't know how much longer he's going to be the same effective a player he was last year. Juninho's gone. Um, and again, defensively, they're just not who they were. Uh, you know, I'm a part of me looks at that team and says, like, if this it feels like the old MLS in the sense where like you have like one or two big players and everyone else is kind of fluctuating in talent. Yeah, the well, this game was weird. Like Bastion didn't play. Bastion uh, had a had a, a new baby, adding a new baby to the family. I think that's why he he missed this game. Uh, they they have um, you know who's the, who's this center back? They have. Kevin Ellis, I uh, I don't know where I think he came from Sporting Kansas City, uh, and they have Tony Chani, uh, who who they trade they traded for, uh, th- and also uh, Alexander Katai, who's uh, new to the team, Serbian, and offensively looks great. Defensively doesn't look like he's gonna like he can has much to offer. But uh, going up front, uh, especially when 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 Bastion's not there, uh, the team. There's there's not too much cr- creativity uh, going on. It's just a it, it's a shame. Uh, you know, uh, I also saw this. Alan Gordon came into this game. I didn't re- I didn't even know Alan Gordon was a was yeah, signed with the Chicago Fire. Uh, so the, you know we were hanging out with him uh, in, in Chicago at the All Star. They game. just signed him actually. Okay, so look at that. So, uh, but look. Chicago is is is. So they're guaranteed to win every game. <laughs> you know, you just got to bring him in. Yeah. Uh, Chicago is looking like they're gonna they they might be the worst team in in the league again. I mean they they have uh, they're not looking great. So hopefully they get sign somebody, get something going on because uh, they're gonna have a rough year otherwise. Trade for uh, Andrew Carlton. <laughs> Maybe that might be that might be fun. A little creativity in the midfield. Um, all right, let's talk about NYCFC against Orlando City, New York City. Wins this game 2-0. Uh, 
They are on a body them. Three-game <laughs> three, three win streak. Uh, look, I would say what stood out more to you? Was, did, did NYCFC look great or did Orlando look very bad? All right, and this is this is an argument. This is the conversation we had at the, at the game, and this is the conversation that I think only I, the only way to answer this is to wait a few more weeks and see what Orlando does and see what NYCFC does. You, I have to give uh, NYCFC the nod for being a better team because we the 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 big question was what would happen if David Villa couldn't play, right? And we've always asked this question, and there was a lot. There was a ton. Of, of people with the flu so or flu-like symptoms. Yeah. So they couldn't play. And we, you know, NYCFC fielded a team uh, starting 11. Some names, we were like, wait, who's that? They were on this team? <laughs> you know, we had no idea that was even a jersey option. Well, they, uh, the replacements were uh, the notable ones. Uh, we were the only two. Uh, Saad Abdul-Salam got his first start. Uh, you know, he, got, he was traded for Kyrie Shelton. Uh, looked great from Sporting Kansas City. He looked great. I, it, that was a. It seems like that was a a, a, a very smart move, especially in in these situations when, uh, when when the the, the wing backs are are out and Turner Home didn't play this game. Uh, and Ishmael Tajuri, uh, he he uh, replaced David Villa, which I thought Tajuri was going to be more of a midfielder, um, instead of a forward because he he came in, he played, he got some minutes uh in the. First game, I think, against Bourne Kansas City, and he he replaced the midfielder. Uh, but and watching him play, he seems to be more of a midfielder than he is a forward. But he can clearly do the job up front. Yes, and he he's he's good on the ball. He's he he, he fits into uh, Patrick Vieira's system well, which is uh, you know nobody nobody nobody's nobody does too much. That's what I like about NYCFC. Nobody does too much. Nobody's like trying to necessarily beat anybody or outrun anybody one on one. It's it's everything is a team effort. Nobody holds on to the ball for for way too long at all. There's a, there's a real chemistry there. And he uh, and it's always a concern when uh, you know uh, a, a new player comes in and it's like, "Oh, are they going to fit into how the team plays uh, that easily?" And uh, I I, I got to give him credit. He looked he looked great. But the he scored the first goal. Uh, of the game, and I, I would love to be like, yo, Ish, you you a New Yorker now? You the man? You gonna that's it? But it really was a, a poor a poor decision uh, for or from Orlando, uh, who I believe it. was. Yeah, but don't don't take that away from him though, because we've been around some of these games where that situation uh, still would not have uh, ended up. In a, in a goal, you know, speaking of Minnesota, Minnesota had a situation like that um, where uh, I forgot who was it um, where the, the goalkeeper comes out and they still weren't able to convert that uh, for um, for a goal. So we've been around situations with the, the two mistakes that uh, Orlando City caused the assist, assist from Bendik and the assist from Sasha question uh, on uh, NYCFC's goals. Those still would not have been converted. Uh, in in up in past years or in other situations, so I don't want to take that away from them because we now have our backups being able to convert those situations. Yeah, look, he handled it well, but it, it, it was a it, it was initially caused by a, a back pass from uh, Mohamed El Munir to Joe Bendik. That was just like he basically served him a knuckleball, and uh, and he had to hopefully like uh, clear. He tried to clear it out in one touch, but instead, essentially, just passed it right uh, right. 
to uh, Ishmael Tajuri. Uh, and and good on Tajuri for not taking that initial shot because uh, it, it probably could have been stopped, but he took a couple touches and then basically just tapped it in. Uh, yeah, he sort of he started running along the face of the goal, essentially, like uh, parallel to the face of the goal, which watching the game, we were just above that action uh, right there in the supporter section. And my first thought was, oh, what the hell are you doing? Like, just... Yeah. just hit it with as much power as you possibly can well, and get it on frame. But I, he's smarter than all of us. I actually didn't even see the goal because there was an Atlanta United flag right in front of me waving. I was like, why oh. is this even here? This is the, this Every is the, wrong, this is the wrong team. <laughs> well, I also couldn't see the goal because I was on my knees protesting the gun uh, shooting <laughs> celebration. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Not allowed. Not allowed. <laughs> I want everyone to know not allowed. Uh, it was cool to see RJ Allen back. RJ Allen got the got the start. Uh, he he, <laughs> he came back from uh, he came back. Elbows are blazing. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, hey, I'm still a New Yorker. Get out of here. Get uh, the fuck out of here. <laughs> oh, by the way. Is he more brawlic than he was last year? He seems like a bigger man. Yeah, he looked he'd been hitting the weight room a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I gotta yeah, he did look he did look a little bit more imposing uh than he had. Yeah, he sent he sent uh sweat like just flying. Yeah, well sweat he took his damn job. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's he hasn't forgiven him. Uh sweat's taking everybody's job. Sweat is one of those dudes that I don't know, a lot of people have um and I've read this on MLS soccer, I believe it was Matt Doyle, who kind of gave credit to him for uh, gave credit to Vieira for developing him a bit further, or maybe it was just believing in him. I don't know exactly where, but I think Ben Sweat is one of those guys that has clearly has a lot of great skill and talent, and there's just some things he doesn't do very well. And I think that's a, just a sign of the way we've developed players in the past. But clearly, the more opportunity he gets with NYCFC, the better he looks. And somebody raised the question: Should he be getting? called up in this time to the men's national team yeah why not yeah. why doesn't he I, yeah i gotta say that why not he's 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 been uh he's he's gotten a couple assists he's he's great defensively uh, you know he's not a, he's not really a guy that, he, he doesn't really make any mistakes uh he's just a reliable uh a reliable left back so yeah little skittish sometimes on the ball but i mean going forward I no one more exciting that's a left back I think in the league than yeah. him. Uh, maybe it's just because I have him on, in my fantasy, but uh, clearly the guy has a lot of skill going forward. A lot of great, uh, you know, uh, assists up there for yeah, for left back. My, my thing put with him is like I would love for him, especially when we saw that first goal uh, from uh, from Tinnerholm in the, in the last game. I would love Ben Sweat is is a, a, a guy that gets opportunities up front, and and we see him be able to to create there and uh and and on top of being as good as he is defensively he's pretty good going up front and making the right pass and getting assists and stuff like that i would he he never looks super comfortable with that final ball like for him to take a shot he uh, in in just in in these in these three games he's had like three or four opportunities to like get a good crack at goal like if he could if it not look, very few people have the shot that Tommy McNamara has. But if he could be a little bit of a threat from like not not necessarily inside the box, but just like just a, just uh, he, he he's, he's never gonna be a poacher, but he's gonna get opportunities to shoot. And I wish he was like he never really gets like clean shots uh, on goal. And I would love for him to be able to do that. 
And he's also, to your point, a bit scared to take that shot on goal sometimes. The ball seems stuck to his foot when he has an opening and an opportunity, when he is at the top of the box or just inside the box. There's moments where we're all yelling, shoot, 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 and he's looking for a pass or unsure of himself. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, you make a great point there. You do make a great point. But, look, if that's the worst you can say of our left back, then come on now. That guy should be at least in the picture for the men's national team, for sure. I agree. I agree. Uh, Also, I – the, the second goal uh, came from Maxi Morales after a giveaway from uh, Sasha Question. And uh, Sasha Question, another guy that uh, I don't know if it's, if, if it's Christ. I don't know if it's just Orlando, but did not look like the, the you know, the Sasha Question that we're used to seeing. We didn't have didn't have that same fire that we, we, we were used to seeing him with the Red Bulls. Uh, and. Yeah, just a, a bit of a shame. Maybe maybe the fact that Dom Dwyer is still injured and uh, he's not there yet. He doesn't really have anyone to go to. Justin Miram is playing up front, and that's that's just not his position. Uh, he he looked he looks out of place there. Uh, they, they 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 sold uh, they traded um, uh, Igita to 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 the Red Bulls, uh, and Igita is like the the guy they need right now. They need they need a forward. They need someone up there that can do something. Uh, that that's a bit of a threat, and Justin Merrill is not that guy. No, not at all. And it, what I love and hate about it is, you know, like one, let's see if he's got it, but two, the guy clearly is not as comfortable up front as he is in, in you know, just a little bit further behind that in, in the midfield. And he's so much better for your team in the midfield. It's like, why would you take away something that he does well? I, you know, we were talking about this a little bit at the stadium, but how much longer does Jason Christ have? Do you think he has much more time no, I, where I, they're looking at and go, look, all right, Dom's out, blah, 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 blah. No, I think, uh, I think uh, if he doesn't sort s- some stuff out this year, uh, he, he's, he's out in the middle, middle of the season. I think if, he, if they keep losing like this, uh, he's out before the World Cup. That's my opinion. I think if they keep losing like this, he's out in a few weeks because they, they, this is not, you can't, you can't let this thing keep going like this. I don't know how much, I don't know if they're going to give him all that time, but you know, some fans are saying like, look, injuries and, and long-term plan and, you know, new players, they're going to give him a bigger leash. I don't know how much longer of a leash he can possibly get. Cause this just does not look good. Yeah. They, they, they looked really bad. And while we were there watching the game, we we're just like, this is not, it's barely fun to watch Orlando. They they just they're not uh they have they got like you were saying they got bodied uh by by NY by NYCFC but it's just like they they just, by the NYCFC C squad. <laughs> I mean they were just it was just a two player difference. I mean the fact that Villa was not there uh you know if Villa's there this game is probably like uh four nil uh but. Uh, offensively, they, they Orlando. I mean, they, I think they hit the the crossbar once, um, but there there wasn't. I mean, how much trouble does Sean Johnson really have? Not not much. Uh, and, not much. Uh, yeah. So they, they got and two out of three clean sheets for Sean Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, NYCFC at the top of MLS soccer's uh, power ranking, which you know, I if you think about it, I don't think there's anyone else that can compete for that top ranking right now. Sure. Yeah. Uh, just why can we just give uh, NYCFC the MLS Cup right now? Come on, just hand it to them. I mean, you guys keep playing for the supporter shield. We got the cup. <laughs> All right. So uh, last game we're going to talk about uh, quickly is uh, Sporting Kansas City against San Jose. Uh, you know, Sporting Kansas City has been, even though they lost that first game against NYCFC, 
they have uh, their, their other uh, two games that they played have been incredibly exciting. They played the, the game against Chicago that they won three two. Uh, they won this game, uh, I believe four to three to one or four to one. They they're putting on a, they're putting on a show uh, for for the folks uh, 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 at Children's Mercy Park. So it's, they've been fun to watch, especially this uh, this kid Felipe Gutierrez. Has Gutierrez been looks good. New signing. Uh, he's been fun. I mean, he's. I think he already has three or goals, three goals or four goals. Um, but re- I, I think the 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 thing that stood out in this game was the uh, Graham Zuzzi, that that goal that he scored. Um, he scored a uh, who's the who's the keeper for uh, San Jose this year? It is uh, Tarbell. Oh yeah. Andrew Tarbell, and he scored. Uh, he did one. Uh, is Graham Susie left-footed, left-handed? I don't even know. Uh, it, apparently so. Uh, you know, I didn't know we were using our right back as also an inverted winger. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean that that his natural position is at is at midfield. So he got he he he's a converted uh, uh, left back, uh, uh, right back. And does it say? If, I'm trying to think. In MLS, does it? Does it show if, if he's a left or right footed player? I don't. Know. I don't think. I don't think they show that now. Yeah, I, I think he's known as a right footer for his crossing ability. So I don't know that his left is as dangerous. You know, yeah. I don't think that that's the thing that scares people the most. But he was great. I mean, he cut in. He cut in from the right side. I don't know why no one closed in on him. But, but it was one of those that dude with that long ass hair ain't going He ain't going This kombucha drinking fool right? is. There's no way he's gonna do a left footed curler. Around our around our keeper, uh, and that's exactly what he did. Uh, yeah. So, Sporting Kansas City, even though they had that rough start, they they seem like they've righted the ship. They still uh, defensively, they still look like they're having. They're giving up a, a few too many goals than than uh, I think uh, Tim Miller would would like. But they are they're I they, I would say that they're probably the m- most entertaining team to watch so far in MLS this season. They are incredibly entertaining and. I, I love the fact that, you know, the fans sort of didn't overreact. I mean, some certainly did after the first week. But, um, I mean, look, they're clearly a different team at home than they are away. Can they match that, uh, you know, that, that sort of same swagger they have at home um, on the road? I'm not 100% sure. But, dude, at home, I mean, I would love to go to a Kansas City game. Yeah, we got to do that. That looks like a blast. Yeah, it always looks like uh, – I mean, it, I, but I think they have a tough time. I think every game is sold out. I think they've, been, they've had, like – the longest like sold out uh, streak. So many people uh, love and support that team. The uh, interesting thing in the in the beginning of the game, there was a, a penalty uh, from Ilya Sanchez that uh, the foul was pretty impressive because it was um uh, what's his name Johnny Russell. Uh, what yeah was it who was it that got fouled was it no it was Johnny Russell yeah Johnny Russell uh, made a, a great move to get. Uh, get inside the box, and then he gets fouled by Tarbell, but uh, where he he took his legs out and he did a com- he did a complete front flip, which you don't really see. Uh, no, but you could also see like his knee knocked back a little bit. That was that looked a little dangerous. It did. I'm totally worthy of it. Was definitely a foul, but 
always always kind of fun when when you see someone do a front flip. It would be strange to not give the penalty after the player did the front flip. I'm like, oh, I mean, uh, that that's quite an interesting dive to do a complete front flip. I wouldn't take it away from, you know, maybe like a Brazilian player. But this was. Uh, yeah, I mean, if he lands in a split and puts his hands up. All right. You're not getting a call. Yeah. The, I, I think I think both of these teams, because uh, San Jose has been entertaining and supporting Kansas City, like uh, I, I sort of expected nothing less. They, they got they got a late goal from uh, Chris Wondolowski, uh, and but outside of that, uh, supporting Kansas City looked uh, like they were gonna they just outmatched San Jose. Uh, but overall, a great game. I was a very I was very entertained by it. Very much so. Uh, it looked like a lot of fun. I wish I would have gotten to see the whole game. Um, but that Zussi goal looked like it destroyed. I mean, but, you know, the most important part of the game was afterwards when he cut his hair. I mean, what the hell's going on? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess he's like he, he scores that goal. He's like, you know what? I'm a new man. I'm not I can't I can't be I can't be associated with that haircut anymore because that haircut is not it's not it's not the future of the league. So uh, I, I, I think uh, uh, I think Sporting Kansas City's got uh, adjusted, righted the ship. And are gonna have a, a like a better time in uh, in the Western Conference. Where are they at uh, right now? They're in third. Uh, and yeah, they, I think they're gonna be fine. So the so that's it. I think that that's it. There's a, there's a we're we're heading into the international uh, break. So uh, a couple there's only a couple games uh, coming up uh, next week. Uh, who's playing? It's gonna be uh, NYCFC New England, Port FC Dallas Portland. Uh, DC United, Columbus, Rebels, Minnesota, and Sporting KC in Colorado. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of damn games. Oh, you know what? There's not going to be a lot of players. A lot of people are going to be missing out of these games. A lot of people are going to be missing. But that'll be fun. I mean, mm-hmm. clearly not an issue for some teams like NYCFC. So let's see how some of the other teams handle it. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, stay up with that. Um, anything else? Anything, anything we need to update people on? Uh, no, man. Just, uh, you know, get out there, leave some five-star reviews for us. That would be huge. Uh, check out some of the videos we're putting up on our channel. Check out Designated Player if you haven't already. Um, you know, I don't know. What else? We're going to be uh, – we just announced that we're hosting NY Fest again. Yeah, that's right. So that's going to be great. That's uh, – we – if you don't know what it is, it's um, it's a, a charity soccer tournament put together uh, in conjunction with the Tribeca Film Festival. So there's, like, a lot of, uh, you know – people from tv shows movie stars that play uh that play in the games people like uh, production studios some agencies it's like a it's like a who's who of uh of entertainment but they 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 are are supporting soccer so that's happening april 21st at brooklyn bridge park you want to come hang out you want to see us there we're going to be emceeing we're going to be making jokes we're going to be doing play-by-play uh we're going to be doing some interviews with with some of the celebrities there you want to just come by hang out say hello Feel free to do that. Yeah, come by. I mean, if you happen to be in New York, like we're literally going to have to be a microphone for eight hours. So if you would love to come by and talk to us while we're doing it, please feel free. We'd love to chat. Give us something to talk about other than just these guys playing soccer. That would be absolutely massive. Exactly. So uh, I did. I did want to uh, point. Uh, one one of the reviews that we did get on iTunes was that that made me laugh. I'm I, I'm just gonna read who I'm just gonna read who it's from, uh, and no, I'll read the whole thing because it's really funny and it's short. So this was this was by um, username Electric Fart. 
So yeah, baby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All so right. So we got an Alexis fan. It's the future of farting. Uh, uh, and uh, he titled it. I don't know if it's a he or she, so I'm not going to make any presumption, but they entitled it gully yet informative, uh, which, which what a, what a lovely, <laughs> what a lovely way to, way to put it. And they just wrote uh, hilarious takes on MLS while still giving you what you need to know to stay up on the league. And they ain't afraid to talk about pizza for 20 minutes if the need arises. So, <laughs> Oh, need, which is what you do in a row and you let go rise, baby. <laughs> So thank you, Electric Fart, for that review. If you haven't left a, a, a review on iTunes, please do that. We're at 105. Now it is the quest for 200. Can we get to 200 reviews? Uh, one day. Absolutely. I mean, I think we can do it. We can do it. So thank you again uh, for listening, everybody. Uh, we appreciate it very oh, much. Oh, and real quick, on our on our Twitter, we're uh, doing another giveaway. We're giving away uh, right. these really cool Puma Turf uh uh, shoes. Yeah. So yeah, get on there. All you have to do is retweet that and follow us on Twitter. So we mentioned earlier, if you're not following us on Twitter, what are you doing? This is the kind of stuff you're missing. So get in there, retweet that tweet, which should be right around the top of our, uh, of our profile and, uh, go ahead and follow us. And if you do that, you get a chance to win those shoes. Exactly. So, uh, so yeah. So if you're not on Twitter, you're actually missing out on things that you could on, on, on shoes. You're missing out on things you could actually be winning. Yeah, go get those boots for those of you that are Euro snobs. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, we're always very, very grateful. Uh, thank you for finding us funny. And if you don't find us funny, just don't tell us that you don't find us funny. That's all you got to do. Don't tell <laughs> us at all. <laughs> Keep it close to the vest. Uh, my, name yeah. is, my name is Christian Polanco. And my name is Alexis Guerrero at the International Pizza Expo in Las Vegas. <laughs> and together we are the... Cool again!